You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Don't worry, Eric. I'm going to hold your hand during this review. Or, sir, I say don't worry, darling. Eric, how you doing today, buddy? Still worrying, Jordan, from... <laughs> from my technical <laughs> uh yeah problems here that I, I can't seem to ever fix out but i'm actually um happy that we actually gonna have to kind of re-talk about this one because we have a lot of questions about this one just to spoil our our hand i guess as you like to say for everybody because we talked about this before and i'm this is actually a service because this everyone this is our second time recording this because i i flubbed up the first one but I think this is going to be better because we had a lot of questions. We were all over the place, and I think this right. one, um, this take, we can kind of go more in, in the order of the movie and talk about these questions. I was thinking about it, Jordan. Like, there are a lot. Like, we had too many to count, and then even after the show had ended or our first take had, had uh, was done, I was still thinking, like, wait, we still didn't talk about these other things there's still a lot more questions to have and uh i think we should go over them yeah no there's tons of questions i actually um i actually did not watch it a third time but i skipped scenes last night um we did have technical errors like you said and um so this is our second time recording like you said but last night after i came back visiting family i was like you know what i'm gonna go in bed and i'm just gonna watch scenes you know so I've seen this two and a half times now. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that right. Jordan has seen this movie two and a half times. Just kind of like scenes, you know, just like, okay, okay, trying to see what I uh, what I did. It's like uh, five hours of movie right there. Five hours of Harry Styles, Olivia Munn, and, or Olivia Wilde. Uh-huh. Too many Olivia's. But I do want to say something real quick before we uh, get into it. I always do it at the end, but I figured just make the announcement now just to get it kind of over with so people can, you know, hear right off the bat. Uh, by the time you listen to this review, it will be Thanksgiving, right? So, Eric, what does that mean? What happens every Thanksgiving for Movie Guys podcast? Uh, the, we, I don't know. The Movie Guys podcast awards. Oh, I thought you were going to say we take a break. <laughs> the Movie Guys podcast awards voting pool will be available to everybody starting Thanksgiving Day. Oh, that's the right. Voting... We do the show on in December, so I guess I would. Yeah. yeah, but sorry, my bad. But anyway, no, everybody, if you go to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, we know that everybody listens to our shows on the apps, on their phones, driving to work. But if you want to vote, Eric and I do not vote. We don't get our, We don't get our opinions heard. This is for you, the fans. You guys pick. You get to go to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com from Thanksgiving Day till Christmas Day. Vote as many times as you want for best film, worst film, most disappointing, second look movies. The list goes on. Casting your vote from Thanksgiving Day till Christmas Day and look for the episode, the big extravaganza or Super Bowl, if you will, of Movie Guys Podcast Awards, which will be the first episode in January of 2023. I just wanted to say right off the bat, still, you know, people that are listening still drinking their coffee good morning so good morning everyone yeah. don't worry darling um i i was the last time too eric um i was being trying to be politically correct i don't think i want to be on this one to a certain degree you know like like this really is a very very thin movie 
this is just a, um, an incel, feel sorry for incel movie. That's what it is. Yeah, you know, um, I was researching this a bit more just because I had the, the time to, to do it. And I, I will say that um, I, I think with that angle coming from the uh, screenplay writer, uh, Katie uh, Silverman, um, who's done other screenplays like uh, Booksmart, which was with Olivia Wilde too, which I enjoyed, uh, and Set It Up was uh, was another one too. I think that she might have uh, a, a bit of a reputation. I don't follow her, and I don't know if she's, you know, set up uh, uh, anything, um, you know, like what her her social media presence is. If if it's been one, you know, uh, where she's against incels, I would imagine that most women are though. Uh, oh, she right. wrote a draft for Tom and Jerry as well, too. Uh, but still, what I'm trying to say is that I, I think that at first glance, at, at easy, you know, kind of first watch, you could very um, quick and, and easily uh, put the theme on the on the incel part of it, too. Uh, but as we were talking yesterday, we asked all the questions, and yeah, under the the very first layer is is that... Because it's the story of um, these two people, uh, who who is it, uh, Jack and Alice, right? Right. And that is their story. And I think that's the reason why we get that, is because we are just watching their story. But their story is a part of a greater book. Like, huge, yeah. huge book. And so, yes, this, this incel angle applies to them and their couple. But all the other couples... Up in the air. It could be many everything. So um, I don't think it's the greater story. I think it is just this one simple one. Right. In which we said also, too, in our first take that this probably would be better if it was a Hulu exclusive. Three season, eight episode, a season deal. You get to learn more about other characters and grow this world. So it's not so... Uh, hey, this is the way it is, you know, because let's talk about it. I want to talk about why we even did this one first before we get into the plot of it. Um, this this thing got waves on conservative networks and also liberal networks, you know. Um, the director, Olivia Wilde, said that Chris Pine's character is 100% based off of Jordan Peterson. That made a big stink about it, right? So it made controversy. Also, Olivia Wilde was sleeping with Harry Styles, <laughs> as well on the set so there's huge controversy i didn't want to go see it in theaters but since it's on hbo max this is our chance to review don't worry darling and i think it's kind of important because i think this movie is doing a lot more than what we are seeing what it's doing maybe i don't know so no, do you want to get in the plot of it that's that's definitely uh, yes exactly yeah uh, okay but, but i also think that i agree with you and there that uh, we had talked about that their drama uh, got more PR than the actual movie. Right. So uh, the, the, the quick thing, okay, so the quick plot of the movie is we get Jack and Alice living in the 1950s uh, suburban desert California area. And the whole town is ran by, well, the mayor, if you will, and is uh, played by Chris Pine. And there's one rule. The one rule is to all the women, do not leave the town. All the men wake up every day and the men go to work and the women stay home, clean the house, uh, go grocery shopping, do ballet dancing, and the women become friends with each other. However, Alice, though, starting to see visions and then her friend Margaret, 
who she comes home to, sees her on the roof, slits her throat, falls off. Before Margaret dies, she tells her that things are not as what they seem, right? I mean, you're, so, you're cutting through a, a lot here because there's the, there's the slow crack, you know, I mean... Uh, opened right. up to a movie in Paradise. It's very much like the the vintage kind of uh, lifestyle. Now we've seen a lot of movies like this, almost like um, Edward Scissorhands. I you don't know? like the movie, but yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, uh, well, uh, yeah, sure, you don't have to like that movie. But uh, still, yeah. uh, um, it, it's it's kind of showing that the highlighting of the town that hey, this is the perfect life. You know, once upon a time, you know, when everything was normal, your neighborhood was normal, and everything is hunky dory and a okay. Right. And yeah, so that's a pretty typical standard opening. And then it starts to, to, to show that obviously everything is not as perfect or, or, you know, nothing is always perfect as it seems. And um, that's where we, we kind of uh, get into that. Now, I want to, because they do highlight a few things that they don't, they don't touch on back. Like once uh, is that, again, they're, they are... Um, the main characters are just in love with each other. They're all over each other. They're having a great time. They're, yeah, they are. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, but they started to do a few things because I had thought um, uh, that they weren't in the, the greatest position because they were, you know, I guess flirting in the kitchen. And then they had to uh, embrace for a rumble or something like that. And usually I, I thought that's just like, oh, because we didn't get a full pan out of where they lived yet. Like, are they mm -hmm. like in a city? Is it like a train or something? But uh, we find out later on as these rumbles, these quakes happen again, that no, it's it's a whole thing that it just happens in the town that uh, sometimes the earth just quakes and everyone has to kind of, you know, hold their hold their drinks up. You know, don't, don't spill the drinks. And we don't ever talk about that again. So no, yeah, it happened twice. Uh, it, happened, it, it happened the first time when they were in the house together, and then later on when she was with her friends, uh, they're like drinking uh, mimosas or whatever, and they were seeing these women on display about different products, and then yeah. it happens. Like, sounds like the place where the men work had an explosion or something. Yeah, yeah, on the, yeah. that's their excuse. Oh, the boys will be boys. They're just doing their their work stuff, you know. Right, right, right. So, so, I mean, like, do you, that's an unusual thing. You, I wonder what that, that shake is. Well, do you want to do what we did in first take? Do you kind of just want to spoil what the surprise is before we get into the details of what it was? Because we did that the last time, right? Do you just want to say, this is what it is? I mean, it, so, if we want to just guess rub off that bandage, sure. But I really would like to like, go down the order of the movie and, because, and highlight these questions because there's, you know, again, we were talking about the bigger picture, the bigger story here. And right. we can really get into this, help someone like Katie uh, Sliberman out. Maybe she can help me if I'm butchering her last name. Uh, you know, and write a better script. Write a better, write a better story. Write a, write a Don't Worry Darling 2, you know? Yeah, I, I hope not. Well, okay, so the reason why that I kind of wanted to, and we don't have to, but the reason I just wanted to say what the twist is it's just so people are not confused by what we're trying to get at with some of our theories. Because I feel like with our theories and our questions, we're going to end up spoiling it anyway. I don't want to spoil every little detail. Um, I just wanted the audience to hear what the what the reveal is. Sure. Well, how about you this, before you, you do that, were you able to to guess it at all? Like, No, I was not. I was the, not. I thought... In these movies, you know, as it comes to you, you have your suspicions and you like to guess. You didn't have any guesses? Yeah. Yeah, I actually thought it was a dome. 
Oh, yeah. I thought it was a dome uh, because she is in this trolley and she can only go so far. The name of the town is Victory. What the hell? Why is it called Victory, right? And then she sees a plane, which is not normal in the area, I guess. And when the plane flies overhead when she's on this trolley, the sky kind of ripples. Maybe yeah. like the plane nicked at the top of the dome kind of thing. I thought there was a plague. I didn't want to be a zombie apocalypse, but let's just say a, a plague. Let's say nuclear war. And I thought they were all safe in the dome. And when the men would work, they would go to these underground uh, layers in the mountains. And they would uh, try to uh, figure out cures or what have you to inhabit the world again. That's what I thought. Yeah, that uh, uh, that was an easy one to, to kind of guess on that, too. I thought the same way, that obviously they're in this town and whatever is outside them walls is too dangerous uh, for them right. to be asking questions. Stay inside. Enjoy your paradise here. Don't go outside them walls. Uh, mm. Don't ask questions. Uh, eat your food uh, that may or may not be real in the first place. Yeah, so, the eggs. Yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah. A, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird thing, but of course it's like it's putting it, setting up a situation to where you as human, you're, you're going to ask questions like, and that's all this movie is. is just a lot of question asking and no answers really that, not any answers. I mean, well, we got would one, stand. we got closure for, for the one storyline, but again, that's not going to do it enough. Right. I don't have clo a closure for the main storyline. There's tons of questions like, Hey, um, we haven't seen uh, this person in like three weeks. Uh, do you know where they're at? <laughs> you know, like little things like that. It's yeah. like, well, oh, uh, it's annoying. Uh, well, we'll we'll quick reveal the the, the twist uh, ending here, so we can uh, talk yeah, about uh, that they're in, um, that the world that they're that they are living in is a simulated world. Um, that uh, the husband Jack is uh, putting his, I I I guess make believe wife. Alice, I don't know if they're married in real life or not. Um, but yeah, he's so. putting her under, and uh, they're both going into this, um, this, this I don't know, metaverse world, and they're living a fantasy life with other people. Um, he is uh, doing so uh, against her will. So that's where the incel comes in, is because their story is that he seems to be very much a um, defeated uh, guy there. He's uh, kind of kind of worthless, doesn't seem to be doing anything, um, doesn't work, doesn't even make dinner, kind of just wants to uh, have sex with his girlfriend or wife or whatever. At least that's what it says. Implied in the movie. Again, we don't, yeah, know, anything, we don't know anything yeah. about anything like that, but it also, uh, it's easy to say that because he's online, he listens to those types of um, red-pilled videos that maybe someone like a Jordan Peterson would kind of, you know, say that, oh, well, you know, it's it's not your fault that you're displaced, you know, and that you have to take what you want. And so he, Jack, Harry Styles, acts out, and uh, this, is, this is how he acts out, by thinking, oh, all right, well, I, I can take back kind of my my right my my masculinity as being the breadwinner and do sewing in in this world so i think it, it's supposed to give him some sort of accomplishment but again um a lot more to go into there that's the twist uh yeah that's the twist it's the simulation yep that's the twist You're right. uh, the, alice finds out and his wife finds out about it and and it's about her breaking out of it a lot of gut-wrenching scenes uh there um Pretty much all carried by by Florence Pugh. I know we were <laughs> talking about oh. it the, the last time that 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 is basically her movie. 
everyone damn right don't worry she's great don't worry darling starring florence Pugh and then maybe some other people yeah uh flesh and blood uh harry styles i mean harry styles we've established it's it's he is just a pretty face. This movie was supposed to have Shia LaBeouf. Uh, it was it was Harry Styles first, and then he had to do touring, but then COVID hit, Shia LaBeouf was cast, and then Harry Styles came back. I think Shia LaBeouf would have changed the script. I think he would have made it better. I think it would have not been so one note. The questions that I have for this movie, some of the questions, is everything is is one note. You know what I mean? Uh, Jack is 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 a jerk because this is why, know the reasons, there's no gray. And I think that uh, Shia LaBeouf would have said to Olivia Wilde, the director, well, hold on, this doesn't make sense. You know, why would they be together? Are they married? Are they dating? He would have had some chops. Harry Styles was just there to look pretty. And this is Florence Pugh's movie, 100%. Hell, I don't think Chris Pine was that good. No. No, he really didn't need to be that good. I, that's the other thing, is that like a lot of these characters, just because they're supposed to be I don't know, NPCs, you know, they're supposed to just be kind of automated and just, it, it seems, I don't know, it doesn't seem convincing enough. Like, there right. could have been more, you're right. Like, if it was Shia, I think we would have had more of a character. And from what I'm reading about the onset conflicts as to why he was not invited back on this movie, uh, it seems like he would have made Jack a very interesting character rather than the, this, this milquetoast person who just likes to dance. No, yeah, absolutely, because I think Shia would have done it. Because one of the questions that I have, um, since we established that it's a simulation, is is where do the men go? We know it's a simulation, right? Yeah. So my question is, why do some of the women start to freak out after a while? Is it because they're in the simulation too long? So all the men wake up at the same – everybody – everything is uniformed in this world. Think Pleasantville, if you will, right? Yeah, yeah. And all the women make their breakfast for the men. The men all go out. Uh, they all travel in the desert, all in this row. And they go on top of this mountain. On top of this mountain is kind of like this observatorium, observatory thing. Yeah. Um, and what we find out later is that if you touch it, this thing on top of the mountain, that's you jacking out of the matrix. Yeah. So where do these men go? Do these men jack out of the matrix? Do they go work a, for the? I find a better word for that. I think Jack out of the. Well, that's what they say, right? That's what they say. Is in the movie? That's what they say that they're jacking no. out. No, no, in the in the in the in the Matrix, don't they say jacking out of the Matrix? <laughs> don't they say that? Do you do you jack in then? Yeah, probably jack into the Matrix. Anyway, so that's one of the questions I have. Nice, by the way. Yeah. It's early. Give me a break. I woke up. 40 minutes hey, ago. Hey, we're here asking questions, okay? And I'm asking mm. the same questions you are. Right. If, if you're jacking out, can you jack in? Right. Um, can we can we talk about Bunny's character? Because I have some questions about her. Uh, do you mind? Is it okay if I kind of spoil Bunny's character real quick? Bunny, played by Olivia Wilde, who is also the director of the movie. Yes, go ahead. Yes. So, uh, so Bunny's the next-door neighbor. So everybody who was listening, this is a Pleasantville area, and all these couples live in this cul-de-sac, and they're all kind of cool and friends. And Alice's best friend is Bunny. And Bunny has her husband and her uh, two children – and she is kind of like Alice's conscience, I guess, is the way I took it, right? Anytime Alice is kind of freaking out about something, Bunny's like, no, no, right? No, yeah, it's not yeah. like that. Yeah. Talks her down a little bit. 
until the very end of the movie where Bunny's like, I know the whole time that this was a simulation uh, because my children died in the real world and I volunteered to be in here so I can be with my children. Yeah. Okay. So because of that, the reason why I wanted to spoil this is because I don't think we have one good character besides Alice, which makes a shitty movie. <laughs> I, I agree com- completely. I, I It seems to me that like, it, oh, by the way, on that too, because uh, I think her husband is played by Nick Kroll uh, yeah. in this. And I, I question if he's even real. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. You maybe. Know, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. That's good, dude. Yeah, yeah, because the kids are, are obviously there just as a figment of her, uh, um, I guess, wish to, to live this fantasy life. So right. I guess why wouldn't the husband either? I could just see very easily in the real world uh, her just kind of dipping into this deep depression. And maybe the real husband, Nick, is just like, hey, you know, you can't live like this. You got to get out of it type of thing. And then she just, you know what I mean, takes this this victory uh, simulation uh, to her, you know, to her addicted uh, treatment, and the real husband uh, is actually, you know, left her, separated from her, and just kind of, you know, or maybe he's um, willingly uh, keeping an eye on her because he knows that this is the only happiness that she'll have, and you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of what do. ifs, yeah, a lot of what ifs, and a lot of things you can do on the outside of the of the real world. But it does very much seem that we have um, Alice there against her will, Margaret against her will, which was the the first neighbor that started to, um, I guess, not act right, you know, kind of uh, mm-hmm. un- hurt their unusual behavior, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, kind of keeping that uh, that that type of movie, um, and then uh, um, Violet. So we have three people, three um, wives that we can easily assume are there against their will. Right, and then Violet, who is the short-haired woman, right? Yeah. Um, her the husband... New, the new neighbor. Her husband's giddy as hell, dude. And you can tell, like, I mean, this guy is pretty much maybe possibly against her will. We don't know. Um, I got something better real quick that I just thought of that I have to get it off of my chest when you said, is, is, is Bunny's husband even real? Would have made this movie better if she said one little line. My husband and children got killed by a drunk driver or died in a car accident. And this is the only way I can be with my family again. Boom. Better. That gives us so much more about the character than than the, than the other line that she gave her. Yeah. Um, uh, so, qu- yeah, go ahead. No, Sorry. I was just saying, like, if if we were to make to, to assume that this was maybe just like an incel only thing that um, Harry Styles and then the other two husbands took their wives against their will, you know, because mm-hmm. the the husbands are in, are just you know emasculated in the real world, and they thought, okay, bring them here so I can feel like a real man here and and do it here. Um, that uh, uh, why then would Olivia Wilde's character, you know what I mean, like if this would be like, okay, well, it's good enough for me type of thing. If you can, you can do right. that because um, it just seems so strange to have this tool and to have it only be used for, for this. Incels. Type of, yeah. To only <laughs> this type of behavior where it's, it's just like, like yeah, where it's just like, okay, well you could easily have created this, this virtual reality and it's like, it's just any other game. So you feel like you could just market that and just make buco bucks and, um, you know, but then, again, there's the issue of, like, oh, well, is it regulated? And that's the theory of it was before. It's like, well, 
that's why he has to go off the grid and only do incels. Or maybe the other thing is because he's an incel himself. But then we have the question of the doctor lady. Um, Chris Pine's doctor wife. Lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Chris Pine's wife. We don't know if she's like the Glenn Close of this world. What I mean by that is Stepford Wives. Because uh, remember at the yeah. end of that movie where they kind of did a twist and it was Glenn Close that was the crazy one that created, you know, robots yep. and stuff. Yeah, so it's like, is she the mastermind of this? Because she does what she does with Chris Pine at the end. Um, I, we did it last time. But I, I kind of feel like for anybody who is listening, some of the older crowd that does listen, if, if, if I could indulge me for a minute, um, just explain what an incel is. That's a new thing. Just so people know what we're talking about. It means involuntary celibate. And it sounds terrible, but go with me here, people. It's pretty much comic book guy from The Simpsons. It's yeah. a guy who is just just lives in his parents' basement He's blaming the world for um, – it's mostly men, but blames the world for their mishaps and blames women because he can't get a hot woman. So this is him taking control and his manhood back. That's that's pretty much the cookie-cutter version of an incel. And I think when we discussed this last time, uh, I, I was wishing that there was more, and I thought there was more, but then it changed my mind that no, it wasn't. Uh, because how many other people are being held against their wills, like you said? It's weird. Uh, you brought up earlier in the show, and now that since we spoiled the ending, I, I want to talk about it. What's with the earthquakes? Yeah. Um, that's the other thing, too, is uh, uh, there. I don't know if it's something to do with uh, the software or, uh, you know, if they're expanding or anything like that, too. Oh, they are expanding. They did make a line that um, uh, they're adding another row of houses there too yeah which again if there's a there's an above shot there's a lot of you know a lot of little, little town there uh, there's other houses so there's got to be more houses outside of this this little corner that these people are, are in i don't know if that's just like you know incel corner over there in an, on the cul-de-sac in Selisac, is it no nice I'll, nice I'll, I'll work on that one uh, good but you know it's like if there's like Chris Pine's like, okay, we got to put all these people over here. But even when he has a party, it's only limited to, to the few neighbors that are there. Um, again, I, I would just, I would be really a lot more compelled to the story if if the characters kind of had like a different but similar angle as to why they were there. As to, you know what I mean? Like everyone's angle is to, um, is some sort of escape or retreat on a darker level. And not all of it has to be like a kidnapping or an unwillingness uh, of, of like a spouse. Some of it can right. just be a lot darker. Um, I floated the idea of having one be like a cancer patient or like one being oh. like a quadriplegic, you know, um, you know, just things like that. Yeah. I like got something medical and there's like, okay, well I'll go into this, to this world. Um, but then we had talked about like, real real world effects so right. how long is this person out how are they how are they getting their energy uh how are they staying clean um the people who know them obviously would have questions if they have not seen them for weeks which is which is why i'm going to interrupt and say that i call bs on the movie and what frustrates me the most because we we've tiptoed around it but i'm just going to pull the bandit off and say it which is the movie stinks because it's only following Alice and Jack. 
Jack is the jerk. We don't know if anybody else is strapped to the bed. We find out that Alice is strapped to the bed. And she has bruises all over her arms, like bruises all over her arms and and legs. So she could have been there for months, maybe a year. I don't know. But what what makes me so irritated with this movie is it doesn't make any sense in that point because how was she eating? How is the human waste being taken care of? Um, How long has she been there? Uh, Do people start freaking out because they're there all the time? I I just don't understand. And like like when she notices – like like little scenes, I don't make sense because I watch I I um I played it, rewound it, played it, rewound it. When she finds out the eggs are fake, mm-hmm. the steak is still cooking. She touches the steak, she marinates the steak. The steak is still cooking, but then she kind of like picks up an egg and goes, "What's this?" Kind of cocks her head and cracks it, and there's nothing. It's like, wait, I don't understand that. Is that a glitch in the matrix? Because she's there too long. It might be a, another thing when you said about the steak there too, right? You know. I know right. that this steak is going to is the best juiciest steak that I've ever. Had. I'm sorry, I'm trying to do my Joey Pants impression. Ignorance is bliss. Exactly. Mm. And I don't understand either. Either like okay, so Alice starts to freak out a little bit, and she starts getting visions of ballerinas and eyes, something with eyes, right? And then she's cleaning uh, this glass wall, and the glass wall presses up against her, and she's stuck to it. Is that supposed to be a metaphor that her world is closing in? I mean, I... well, that's what I think because at the start of this, we get to see those those little glimpses of um, like a brainwashing effect type of thing, right? Of the black and white, um, right? Maybe you know, synchronized dancing, the eyeball, and just kind of flashcards almost. It just uh, right. or scenes rather than that cards, but it, it, which is very we would correlate that with a brainwashing type of thing. And that happens early on in, in the movie. Yeah. And, it, and so that's why the bulk of this movie, which is, I'd say about an hour of this tension building is just that as her world kind of breaking in the psyche becoming more and more just kind of broken. Um, and it just seems like this or like that, or like the glass scene or um, a scene where like the neighbor will come by and say something strange, you know, or she'll notice something strange, and it's just one of those little one-off things. You're like, oh, well, why would you say that? Um, and Florence Pugh does a great job playing to the subtlety of it. You can see kind of like the tick, you know, and like uh, of, of the head, maybe, you know, just like confusing, like, like a dog would, like, hmm, why would you right. do that? Or you can see the eyebrow, like just kind of like drop a bit, you know? It's, it, yeah, she's, she's very good with that, and there's, um, Olivia Wilde did a great job of, of highlighting those, you know, just kind of um, her world crashing down. Like, okay, for instance, I remember uh, in one of the first ones uh, when she passed out and she woke up in the bathtub, or is that one of the second ones? But uh, Jack, her husband, came in, tried to ease her, and she's at this point really freaked out. She doesn't really know what's real and what's not. And uh, Jack comes up and, and says, hey, I want to try for a, a kid. Um, which, by the way, uh, any time that Alice felt like, you know, she was getting closer to an answer, uh, the retaliation was to entice her more. So, um, temptation one, to have Jack be more physical with her, lovingly physical, more sexually physical. And then two was uh, for him to offer the baby, right? Be, hey, I want to become a family, and we should do this. And then three, after she challenges uh, Chris Pine's character, Frank, at the dinner, right? Uh, or, yeah, or, yeah. 
Um, they give Jack a promotion, kind of giving them more of like, hey, you're more valued in here now. You have more of a spot and place here. And, and so they're really trying to, to throw that um, that that offer to them a bit more. I don't know if it works, but uh, I, I was in the camera angle of her in the bathtub when she tries, she Jack leaves and she goes under and there's a mirror in the background and um, kind of showing two different worlds there because the mirror right. reflection doesn't move with her. Yeah, th that's why I'm thinking that every time that she passes out and she wakes up because because she wakes up in the bathtub and Jack come in and like and like pretends that nothing happened. I think that was the software trying to reset her. It's kind of like a reboot every time that she thinks of something. It's like reset, you know. And it's like, oh hey, here here I am. And there is a bigger question, like how do the resets work? So right. is she is she out? Like she's in this world completely completely out. Like, you know, is he only logging out to to make sure uh, that she's cared for? You know, eye drops, water in the mouth, you know, um, clean up after or whatever. It, it just, it, it, I have so many questions about that part. No, I, I do too. It's like, uh, what happens since this is a simulation? What happens when they fall asleep in this world? Right? I mean, like, do they oh, do they dream? And how do you know that people die? Like. Uh, so they had said, right, that if you die in this world, then you die in real life, right? Mm -hmm. um, seems like kind of a weird thing to already know that. I don't know if it was just like they just knew it was part of the code. Well, no, no. Uh, we didn't know that until the end. End, end. Uh, they said that Margaret... I, it, seemed, it seemed like, sorry to cut you, it seemed like Shelley, though, knew very well. Who was Shelly? Which one was that one? She was uh, Chris Pine's wife. Well, that's why maybe she's involved. Yeah, well, yeah she obviously is. She's taken right. over. Can I talk about Margaret real quick? I have a lot of questions. We never really talked about Margaret much in the first take. Sure, sure. Uh, their first, Her first uh, um, jolt, I think, was when she was just in the backyard. Alice just saw her standing in the backyard. Uh, one, just kind of like staring. And then right. at the party at Frank's house, she did the like the get out moment. Yeah, yeah. And right. And then the, her husband took her away and was trying to force feed her pills, and then, and then the drastic happened. Then that happened, right? The uh, right the house scene. But go ahead. What what questions do you have about her? Because I'm well, my questions that I have. have. Well, what questions I have is that in this world we don't really have police, but we have the men in red, right? That just seem to come out of nowhere and and take people away. That's right. And and uh, Margaret is on top of the house. She slits her throat. She falls. These men in red take her, take Alice. And uh, this whole time in the beginning, before Margaret's death, she said that she had a son, and her and her son wandered into the desert. They broke the rule, right? Right. And her son had a red plane, a little toy red plane. And then she uh, she lost her son. And then uh, when Alice was in the trolley, she sees that red plane, but real life version of the of the red plane, rippling right and crashing down. And she could never find the crash site of that plane. So my curiosity is that was was Margaret like Bunny? Was her a uh, child dead in the real world. And here we go. Here's my question. 
did her child have cancer in the real world? And then she put the child into the simulation. The child actually did die of cancer in the real world. So therefore the child's dead in the simulation that would have made this better. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm saying that that's my question with Margaret. What happened? What made her snap? I think Margaret's a key character that we're never going to know anything about because this movie's like, we're not going to explore that. We're going to just say that incels are bad, which I'm not saying they are or not. I'm just saying that's what the, there is a goal for this movie. And that is one note. There's nothing in between. I would and say, it's, it's frustrating. But I, I mean, it's implied though, that she's there against her will. Uh, one that uh, they took her child away to teach her a lesson. That was said, that line was said after uh, she came back. And then um, just the way that she's just non-compliant, the way she's like, no, no, this is wrong. And the way her husband's just like, hey, you know, you better calm down. She's just tired, you know, take care of your wife there, Ted, you know. And it, the way he's like trying to feed her pills and, and like right. reset her, it would it would seem to me that she's there um, not her own, on her own. Like she's kind well, they're of trying to feed Alice. Well, yeah, because the doctor, we don't know anything about the doctor. Dr. Collins, I believe. I don't know if he's a part of this, if he's like if he's like second in charge in this simulation. But he's trying to feed Alice pills, too. Yeah. Which I yeah. find very interesting. Yeah, um, he, he seems to be kind of, which is also maybe another commentary of the 1950s back then. You know, Oh, your wife's hysterical. Well, here's some Valium. Here's some Valium. So I was reading IMDb last night. This is really kind of far-reaching. Um, but IMDb said the reason why, um, I guess this isn't somebody's opinion. I guess this is part of the production, but the reason why when the doctor leaves and they try to give Alice pills and she steals Margaret's, um, file, right. And she opens it up and everything is blacked out. Right. right. Because in our real world in life, you cannot read in your dream. Oh, I guess that's a thing. So one of these days, I hope I have a dream, and we'll see if I remember if I read or not. But you can't, like, read a book, like, in your dream kind of thing because your brain cannot connect the words or something like that is what it was saying on IMDb. So that's why everything was blacked out to to, to tell us that this is a dream world. Interesting. I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I, okay. I, I'm with you. Sure. Sure, but it would be better if this movie actually did that. You know what I mean? Like, actually explored that more. Because who yeah. would have known that? Oh, yeah. you can't read. That's why everything's blacked out, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it makes sense, and I'm latching onto it because not many things do in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to talk about when uh, they go to the, um, I guess the big party, right? And this is another clear example of Chris Pine's control because Alice is freaking out at this point like the this is the middle promotion of, party here the promotion party she's freaking out and and jack has nothing to do with her clearly she should not be there she's begging to go home and um he's not paying attention and then chris prine brings jack up on stage and he's like you're gonna be part of the board good for you you're right and then uh and then that he makes jack dance like a monkey just dance monkey you know Keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. And that's when Alice and uh, Bunny have a moment in the restroom together. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, screw Bunny, though, dude, because you can see this woman is freaking out. And she knows that this all is a simulation. And she can see that this is happening, right? So it's like, why is she not helping out her friend? Because she doesn't care, right? 
again, this is why it would have been fun to not fun. That's the wrong word, but you know, um, uh, better informative to have maybe an additional, I don't know, additional three minutes put onto Bunny. Yeah, so we could I think see kind of, character. Yeah, so we could see kind of a little bit more of her backstory. It doesn't need to be a whole lot. You don't need to do a you know a a long drawn out like uh you know five pages for this. You can just no. do um a few cuts to maybe of like where she's at in the simulating, you know, and mm -hmm. you could tell a story pretty easily kind of through that is you know the room that she's in is it is it maintained is it a mess you know like the objects there or is it you know age appropriate is it just a one person you, you know you could it's you could tell a lot just from from cutting that scene from just right. showing them on the bed um in in the thing in the victory simulator right and and it goes for everybody here too um that scene where he dances i think is is pretty big because we got to see him in the real world basically like hiding those YouTube videos um, from her but he goes right back into it puts the headphones on and like you know leans in just kind of is just on every word that this guy uh, the doctor or Chris Pine has to say uh, about you know uh, whatever and uh, it, it just seems like he's under the spell you know, in the real world and yeah. in here too. So I think that that was a great way of of showing that. No, oh, yeah, I was waiting for I was waiting for uh, the Hocus Pocus crew to come out and sing. I got a spell on you. Um, <laughs> you like that one? <laughs> I do. That would have been great. That would have been great. Um, I want to talk about real world Jack and, and Alice's relationship. The are back. They're back. We never reviewed that. I watched the first fifteen minutes and was disappointed. Oh, but anyway, oh, we watched it, and I we could. We could go ahead and you know talk about that one if you want, but we're already talking about one bad movie here, so we don't. Yeah, we're to... talking about one. We're not going to talk about Hocus Pocus two right now. Maybe sometime, but no, I, I I would like to talk about Jack and Alice's real life relationship real quick. I don't think they're married. I think they're dating, and I think this takes place in like modern day New York or Place City here, right? And I love how um non thoughtful the writers and director is for this movie to show. <laughs> Jack, because what I mean by that is that in, in the simulation world, Jack is clean cut, you know, 1950s, hair slicked back, looks very good. And what makes us, the audience, know that Jack is actually a bad guy in the real world? He has a scruffy beard. Because they kept on showing from the nose down the scruffy beard. I was like, what? And Alice is an MD in the real world. In our reality, she's an MD. And she comes home to her apartment, to her boyfriend, I'm assuming, Jack who is just depicted as this loser, this leech. We don't know this. That's just what he's depicted as. Yeah. And, and like, she comes in. He's like, I didn't cook supper because, you know, you didn't cook supper or whatever. He was very, you know, just like, where have you been, woman? I didn't know what you wanted or, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, something like that. It was just, it was stupid because I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. They're just making this guy a bad guy without us getting a chance to make that decision for ourselves. I get it. And... You know, she's like, I just worked 30 hours. I got to be working six hours. I'm just, I just want to go to bed. And he was like, hey. <laughs> and she's like, no, right? And then we get glimpses of her feet being dragged down a hallway as well. You know, so it's just like, so what this movie's telling me is that Alice is successful. Jack is not. Um, 
Jack knocks her out, straps her to a bed, and puts these these they kind of like from Clockwork Orange, just like the sting yeah. for the eyes that pry them open, and these lasers going back and forth on your eyes, and puts her in his world. Now, this is where I call BS on. Okay, and this is my question: MDs make bank, right? Uh, I mean, not all, but uh, you know, assume that uh, she's doing a, a, okay. I, I guess she has. So what's a, the they problem? have a, a pretty nice apartment. I mean, right. If so what's if, the problem? If, yeah, if that's in one of the. <laughs> well, because I, I, she said that she was fine with it. I think she just had a rough day, and you, you know, her problem was that she had to work a double, which I don't think she minded because it was that he was down on his luck. But she'll support, you know. It's just like that's what yeah. you're supposed to do. Hey, I'll pick up a double. That's fine. No problem. While you get back on your feet. Um, yeah. we can do this. It was just one of those where, where she worked a, kind of a long day. The, the, you know, thing, the least that could have happened is that she'd come home and there, I don't know, could have been like little takeout leftovers there, but not even that it's, it's nothing. Yeah. It's, it, you know, she comes home probably very hungry and tired. And there's just this guy, you know, her, this, her boyfriend, I guess, is who's sitting there and just like, Oh good. You're home. Uh, where's food? And, you yeah. know, I'd be like, you know, what that? What do you mean? Where's food? You know, just like it's it's not a thing you want to come home to. And then after that, for have that person to come up behind you and try to and try to poke you in the back here too, it's it's just like, dude, I'm I'm tired, I'm hungry, like you know, I've been working a double, so I probably stink. You know, it's like I just want to go to bed. And yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's a just a deeper call for this person, for Jack, for the husband or the partner. Because he probably feels disenfranchised, like he should be living this life uh, where, you know, he should be giving her everything, but instead it's a role reversal and he can't handle it. I, I think they tried to make him as scruffy as possible with the the shirts, the earth tone, unfitting shirts. The, the, he looks like he hasn't washed in a while. <laughs> you know, like he really tried to, to do that where it's just like, all right, well... Geez, if, if that was the difference, is like uh, this guy just got to take a shower. But it's still the behavior of it. Like this guy right. should have been looking for a job. Instead, he's looking at Frank videos. Now, see that we've all been there in, in relationships, right? But the problem is, is that they amplify this, right? How many times in, in past relationships for people who are listening to this or in our lives where like a spouse comes home and you think something, but the spouse comes home and it's not at all what you've been thinking about. You know, it's like, oh my God, I'm tired. Like you want your wife to come home to, or your spouse to come home and be like, hey honey, I'm home, you know, and sometimes you don't get that. But what I'm trying to say is that this movie, if Shy was in this, Shy would have acted a little bit differently. And I, I think Harry Styles was like, where do I stand? Okay, thanks. You know, it doesn't think. That's my, that's, I'm, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if I'm explaining it well. What I'm trying to say is that I think we've all been to this situation to where it's like, you know, you want your spouse yeah. to come home happy. And, but the problem is that Harry Styles is just bad at it. Um, I also don't think that this is a gender thing either. And I think this movie is telling me that it's a gender thing. But I don't think this movie is a gender thing. What I mean is that he feels emasculated, so he's going to make sure the woman stays home and cooks and cleans. I just think that he just feels uh, that he can't support him. He feels like a loser. So victory is going to do it. Um, I I did not get you are a woman, so you know your place. I didn't get that from Jack in the real world. I just got it from a guy who was lost. Right, right. I, I wouldn't think – 
You're you're right. I agree with that because I think that with uh with Harry Styles we get this person who's just kind of meek and just kind of you know just kind of like a like a wussy kind of guy to be honest with you. Whereas I feel or hope rather I should say the word with Shia that we would have gotten a character who was more defeated, uh, and which is that why I think that place is called Victory because it's for defeated males. Could be. Yeah. Hey, did there we there got something go. there? There we go. Well, you probably have. We have given more thought to reviews than what the writer did. We have given more thought. Um, we talked about something else that, um, in, in our first take that really got a fire lit under your butt here. And I want to talk about how she has a dinner at home. Harry Styles, um, not Harry Styles, um, Frank, who is uh, Chris Pine, Chris comes Pine. in. And they have this big moment at the table, right? And then they take her away. She wants to escape. She wants to escape. Let's go. And Harry Styles is like, fine, we're going to go. She gets captured by the red, uh, the guys in red. And then she gets, in the simulation, she gets electroshock therapy. Yeah. And you last time were like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, I know that doesn't make any It doesn't make sense to do this electroshock therapy. Yeah, I don't understand it. Is it all just like it? It seemed like a weird thing to do because you're already in this woman's mind. You already have control. You're already inside of it, and you have to like kind of fake a role play of of kidnapping her, um, and then giving her electroshock therapy. So again, what's the real world? Is she just in her bed, just kind of you know shaking this entire time while it's happening? Just like Jesus Christ! Like, shouldn't you? If if this is the real world, you know, shouldn't you like be guarding her tongue in the real world too? Like, I would think right. that she was in, if she's getting shocked in her head, um, in in victory, then has to be happening in the real world. Because if you die in victory, then you die in the real world, and that's a pretty you know large trauma that your body suffers. So I, I, it's got to be one of the you know both, which is um, that's that's just messed up there too. Uh, and I wonder how how that works out because I again have questions uh, uh, about that. We have that that great car scene though, where she finally um, after this dinner convinces Jack through just begging, just like, "Hey, listen, you know, obviously I'm paraphrasing. Like, we gotta get out of here. You know, it's breaking. We can start. We can, I don't care. We can go anywhere as long as I'm with you. I don't care. We, we can just go." Jack finally says yes. They get to the car. She's all ready to go. And you can already tell, you know, like the way that he's looking. He can't look at her. He's looking at the wheel. And he says, I'm sorry. And then the, suit, the suits come out and take her away. And the way that she's just like realizes that she's been betrayed. Right. It, it's, a, uh, it's actually a heartbreaking scene. It really is. It's, it's probably the, the one scene I would probably highlight for the, you know, for any sort of award no. season. No, it would because Harry Styles did a good job because he, he's such a weak man. You know, not only is he a weak man in his real world, it, it's true. I mean, like he, is, he plays it well. He didn't have to do much. He plays. He plays it well. It. Yeah. I mean, like he, uh, he's he's so weak in the real world that he thinks he has power in the simulation world, and he doesn't have power in the simulation world. He sits there. He's defeated. He can't even look at his wife, and she's just screaming, being kidnapped by these men in red, and he's just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, just can't even look at her. Like you are so defeated, so controlled. Blame everybody else for your mishaps. But what after the electroshock therapy? What's he gonna do? Though? Uh, Sorry to cut you off there. Like you know, like they they drive out of they, the simulation and he wake, they wake up and be like, hey, the the real solution is, is that you know the real answer is is that I 
put you here unwillingly. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. You know, I think that would have been a better movie, though. I think that if he actually did love her because the movie portrayed that he loved her by he goes into the simulation and then when he lays in bed next to her, he holds her hand. Um, so I think the movie had been better if they would have escaped together and then he realizes, you know, his his mistakes and he's like, this is what I've done. <laughs> Call the police, you know, like and like, where do these men go? Do they work for the company? Blah, 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 blah. But throughout this whole movie, she's been kind of humming this song. You know, that we can't really sometimes is very faint. And what snaps her out of it when she comes back, what snaps her out of it is that he plays that song on the record player. And it's a song that he sings to her in the real world. Uh, yeah, as he's inducing her or right. whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a song that he sings in the real world to her. Right. And she always sang that, you know, uh, when he was gone too. So she snaps out of it. And then we get this weird moment where. Uh, this is where Bunny tells her, "Hey, dude, why well, she uh, she she hits Jack in the head with uh, with uh, with a whiskey glass and kills him." This is when we find out definitively that if you die in victory, you die in the real world. Bunny comes over and says what we said earlier in the show that, "Hey, I know the whole time. I just want to be with my kids." And then she walks out into the cul-de-sac, and this part's weird. I thought she was being shot at by snipers because all the streetlights are exploding. I'm just like, why are the streetlights exploding? Is she being shot at? Yeah, I don't um, understand that either. It also, was it like slow motion too? It was like slow motion too. It was like, is is she like Carrie in a way? You know what I mean? And then like all the neighbors like, what did you do? Where's Jack? Where's Jack? Right? And um, and then she kind of has this glance at all the women besides Bunny, and it's kind of like all the women in her had this had this moment. Like, it's like, you know, like through their heads, like, hey, this isn't real girlfriend. Hang in there, you know, or something like that. And it's just like, that doesn't, that's weird. That's yeah, weird too. Yeah, it does seem kind of odd that she would kind of look to that. But again, that's another moment where you, it would be kind of assumed that uh, in the, in the uniting that, hey, listen, I'm, bro- I'm out of the spell here. You're under the spell. You're under the spell. You got to wake up with me. Yeah. And then we get a huge chase with with cars from the 1950s. Yeah, I thought the, car the chase, chase was kind of the end. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. And then she finally gets up to the mountain herself and touches um, the exit door. She jacks if you will. out. Jack. She, she jacks out. Yes, yes. And the screen is black. And then we know that she's out because we hear her take a deep gasp. But if Jack's dead, how's she going to get out of those traps? That's one thing too. We never talked about. If she's out, Jack is dead in the real world. How's she going to get out of these traps? Uh, She's yeah. trapped to the bed. Yeah, ex- there's a lot of questions there. Right, and then also too, we didn't talk about it, but um, when 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 everything's going to hell, uh, Chris Pine it has a sh- has this shirt on, but his chest is exposed, and he he's pissed off. He's on the phone. His wife's in the kitchen cutting lemon limes, and then um, he turns around and she stabs him right in the chest, and he's like, "You idiot," or something. Yeah, and like, what's that all about? Yeah, I, I I don't get it. Yeah, so it it leaves it's almost like an open ending. Right. I really hope there's no sequel. Uh, this movie would have been a lot better for you know a, a Hulu show. Do you want to get into our popcorn ratings with this one? Yes, please. 
All right, let's go. Um, originally, my popcorn arena was going to be a medium bag. Um, I was thinking that this could be my new Passengers, <laughs> if you, everybody remembered that review we did, where it was a bad movie, where I just really enjoyed it for some reason. But more and more that we discuss it, more and more that I watch it, it it's, it's, it's just more questions. And that's good if it's a TV show, but not good for a two-hour film. I will not complain about the runtime. I think it's a good runtime. Um, I thought the set pieces were good. Uh, I, I I like the 1950s style, so that part's cool. I like Florence Pugh. I think she did a great job. Um, but you and I sat here and pretty much wrote our own college thesis paper than actually reviewing. You know what I mean? And that's the bad thing. So I think it's a small bag for me. It does not deserve the hype that it gets. And I think there's a better movie here. Um, we just won't get that. So, Eric, what is your popcorn rating for Don't Worry, Darling? I believe the rule is, um, what's it, uh, simple story, complex characters? Sure, for, yeah. for For writing, uh, this is complex story, complex characters. Um, uh, flat out, there's a lot more on both sides. You can go in either direction. You can go uh, talk more about the characters. You can talk more um, about the, the story as, as a whole or, or the environment that they're in. Um, I would have been happy with either direction. Instead, it, we went right down the middle, um, and then it just kind of ended. So um, this movie had my interest. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed uh, the actors in it. Um, Less Harry Styles, he really does not... He really is just meant for cameos and backgrounds. Like, you know, I would rather put him as friend number two then cast him as Jack. Um, I think that's that's more his speed. Uh, you know, just just a background. Just a pretty face with the suit. That's all he can do. Um, he can dance. He can sing. So maybe if there's a movie that needs a wedding singer, he can he can do it as a cameo nice. dance too. Put him put him in a funny wig. Stop giving this man leading roles. Like we don't need him. Um, I, just flat out. Uh, everyone else was fine though. I I think they did uh what they needed to do. Obviously, Florence is. This was her. Um, this is going in their highlight reel for sure. I, but everything else is just. I don't know. I without repeating it, I, I wanted to learn more about these characters. I think that there is um, actually a, a really cool story about the Doctor here because we didn't even talk about Doctor Collins as well, um, or at least not a lot of questions about him. Like, who is he? Uh, obviously, they have a relationship uh, together, a business one, but like. Yeah, is he a psychologist who's like making the videos? Is he coding? Like, who's making this? Is why is this place illegal? Why is it secret? So again, a lot of a lot of questions that still can be right. answered here. Um, is the uh, is the trolley bus driver real? Uh, real? He says, "I can't take you there. I can't take you there." Is that just like is he just on a track? So who's real? Who isn't? Can you tell it? Um, What's what's Peg's story? What's Bill and Violet's story? Like, there's a there's a lot to be said here. So um, until I get those answers, I'm gonna give it a small. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the trolley drivers just workers. You know, people that work for the company and just make sure everybody is in line. You yep. know. Yeah, they just got their their script. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. No, ma'am. Stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was definitely weird, but probably not as weird as next week's movie. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, you like that one? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I haven't done that in a while. Everybody, thank you so much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Again, go to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. Starting Thanksgiving Day till Christmas Day, one month of voting for the Movie Guys Podcast Awards. It's our Super Bowl. It's a big deal for me. I know Eric is a big deal for you, too, because it's all of our movies that we reviewed in one year together in a big award show. And, of course, Sarah will join us for that, and I can't wait for her to be involved in that. And uh, make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, we are on. Eric, thank you so much for joining me, and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Happy Thanksgiving.